Welcome to the Alpha Dude Podcast with Michael Pulser. What would it be like if you knew that you were unstoppable and you could live life on your terms? Better yet, how good would it feel knowing that on your deathbed, you had fulfilled all your potential and more? Life on Earth has a beginning and an end. It's what you do in the middle that counts. Let's look at how to make that part even better. Have you heard about the reprobate mind? Essentially, it's a mind that's unprincipled and undisciplined. And it is pandemic in today's society that it's spreading across the whole of us like an infection. It seems that we just don't have the discipline and we're constantly chasing the wrong things. Primarily, it's mostly focused around hedonism or entertainment. You see, our minds are massively powerful. Yet, if we misdirect the attention, then the results that we have will be massively disastrous because of all of the potential processing power of our minds. To unpack this further, just consider what are you doing with your mind? Most of the time, we spend the majority of time trying to entertain it. And that is the start of the end. Essentially, we're all addicted to different things. If it's music or television, Netflix, porn, drugs, hobbies, anything that has instant gratification will be a downward spiral. Sometimes we rise above this and say, all right, well, we can move on to something that's more perhaps noble. Um, But this often falls into the category of pride pursuits. This is still the wrong direction. Pride pursuits are basically looking at things that will tear us down ultimately. So we say, okay, well, let's look into our self-esteem. Self-esteem plays into the ego. And in regards to this, people then take a distracted point of view and try to focus on things like the physique or music, actually making music perhaps, uh, family time, which, which is all important, sports and achievements, careers, rewards, all of these things that, as you can see, they're kind of external, but they're also materialistic in a sense. So, Michael, should I not be entertained or should I not chase goals? What, what are you getting at to with this? Now we get to the heart of the matter, and that is the fact that there are seasons for everything. There is times for different areas of focus, and you need to be discerning. Probably the most helpful thing that I could give you at this point in time is just a referral back to that episode on the Red Pill episode. And that talks about our purpose, ontology, what we're made for, and working from that approach downwards. Once you can achieve this, then everything else will start to line up. Once you realize that you have an amazing amount of potential and you have the responsibility, then and only then can we really take advantage of our minds and our situations. So back to the analogy of our minds being like a supercomputer. So potentially we have this supercomputer that has processing power that can run uh, entire games and leisure arcades or it could solve real world problems or it could cure cancer. So we've got amazing potential and we've got unlimited options about how we use it. So we've got the things that we could do with it. Now, you all know this, and often we move towards what feels good, and that drives us at our base level. But I think that we should look even deeper and say, what should we be doing with it? And again, 
that goes back to two key concepts. As in the Red Pill episode, ontology, are we created, what's the purpose, and what's beyond that, and epistemology, which is the supreme ultimate reality. What is it all about? Once you answer the equation, what you could do, which is your ability, what you should do, your imperative, we get to the solution of what we would do or will do, and that's the action phase. So going through all of this, the key takeaway is this. Step one, realize that you have an amazing amount of potential. Step two, realize what you've been doing with this potential, that you've been using this ability in the could format. What could you do? What have you been doing? Step three, look at the should format. What should you be doing? And again, if you're having trouble unpacking it, just work through the ontological or epistemological principles to try and get to the bottom of this and make sure that you follow through with what you would do based on your ability and what you should do in a situation. Now, for all of us, it's going to be individual-based. So I'm not going to have an answer for you on this episode, but something I want you to meditate over. Essentially, there are other aspects and rabbit holes and divots that we can talk about, the fact that you, you can achieve goals. And it goes without saying that it doesn't define you when you do it, but it has some great payoffs as well, that there are seasons to relax. And that includes time to enjoy entertainment just for the sake of it. Because if anybody says that you're meant to be 100% disciplined and focused all the time, they don't really understand the practicality of how this works. However, when you come to life in general, when you can live without fear in your life because you're living on your purpose, the anxiety just starts to go away and everything becomes ultimately easier. And then you'll get bits and pieces come to remind you that things have to change as life goes on because life is full of swings and roundabouts. Only when you get those little cognitive dissonance, little pokes that actually wakes you up here and there, you can refocus and realign your potential and say that, hey, I need to make some adjustments. So realize what you're doing, what you should be doing, and make the changes. Once you understand the amazing potential of your mind, you can then learn how to direct your focus. And then once you know exactly what you should be doing, life becomes absolutely limitless. And our next guest, Dawn Chantel, is on to discuss her story about how she made the changes that changed everything, simply starting by changing her mindset. So here she is, Dawn Chantel. I'm Dawn Chantel, and my story feels weird to me at least. Um, when I was younger, I don't think that I really had a strong interest in personal growth. I was always interested in learning new things and I always had my face in a book, but I wasn't interested in bettering myself for that purpose, which I guess is normal for kids and adolescents. And, um, you know, I went on with life and got married, had two kids, and just kind of um, was going along with the things that are what you expect from life. And then about 
the time I was turning 40, you know, that magic number of turning 40, I just looked around and I said, I don't even know who I am. I don't know what I like. I don't know who I, who I like. Who do I want to be around with? You know, I just felt lost and at a crossroads. I had homeschooled my kids and the oldest was about to go off to college and the younger was um, 16 and he was basically on, you know, self-pilot. He didn't need me. So I was just looking around and just trying to figure out what I wanted to do from this point forward. And so I started um, listening to, uh, well, actually, no, the very first thing I did was think about what it was that I had enjoyed doing. And I had always had the goal of being an actor. That is what I wanted to do. And so I said, well, now, now seems like the perfect time to do that. So I started up a YouTube channel with my sister where we talk about Disney stuff and um, and that YouTube channel was really a lot of fun and we went to Disney World frequently so we could film for that. So that was the year of turning 40. That was kind of the whole year there. But during that time I was also going to acting classes and I just really was blessed to get the absolute right coach for me because he started introducing me to the idea of learning from personal growth and self or and motivational teachers and um, the things he was saying like um, I am enough well my brain immediately pushed back against that idea of I am enough because as an actor you really kind of self uh, self criticize you you think through everything that you're doing and you think that you have to be more than who you are and what he was saying is that you are enough you being in that moment is enough and so I started saying that to myself, but like I said, it really, you know, something inside me did not believe that. And it took a long time until I started to believe that I am enough. And um, the whole phrase he taught us is actually, I am interesting, I am powerful, I am enough. And so I started saying that to myself every day. And then I also started listening to a podcast called Quote of the Day with Sean Croxton. And it's basically 12 minutes um, is usually about the longest. And it is just a piece of a speech by someone. You know, it might be Steve Harvey, I'm sorry, Steve Harvey or Wayne Dyer or Les Brown or... Um, Lisa Nichols, I mean, these are all names now that I know so well, but I didn't know them at all when I first started listening to this podcast. And he would just do these 
these small little pieces and then he would tell you where to find the entire talk or speech if you wanted to go and hear the whole thing. And sometimes I would go listen to the whole thing. But just that 12-minute um, podcast every day, and I made that very important to my day. And that started to change the way that I was thinking, just listening to it. And then I started wanting to learn more. And one of the, one of the people that he had on was actually Hal um, Elrod, who wrote The Miracle Morning. And then um, I decided to get the book, and I read it, and started implementing the Miracle Morning, and then I failed at implementing the Miracle Morning, and then I would try again. And so I now use an adaptation. It's not exactly the way that Hal describes it, but it works for me, and it's how it makes it so that I do it every day. And the interesting thing is that I also, around this time, took an in-depth acting um, class that was designed to help prepare you for um, the next step, you know, just really pushing forward and making progress in your career. And this is the same acting coach. Um, his name is William Mark McCullough. And he's an actor, and he's a working actor, and um, I have just learned so much from him. And so in this class, he gave us a list of books that we were supposed to read, most of which I had already read before, books like um, Think and Grow Rich, because this um, deals with our thought processes, um, Julia Cameron's book, The Artist's Way, which tells you how to teaches you how to tap into your creativity and really just um, reignite yourself as an artist. Um, and we are all creative, by the way. Every single one of us is born to be creative, and it might be in um, things that not everyone thinks of as creative pursuits. But if you're thinking of a different way of doing something. That's creativity and that's your brain activating and trying to figure it out. So that's cr creativity. Everybody has it. So that book is The Artist's Way. And then um, The Miracle Morning, he introduced again um, to me. So I said, um, I uh, was reintroduced to that because during that time I had kind of fallen off of it a little bit. But through this whole time, that 12-minute um quote of the day show it just kind of kept me focused on the growth and on wanting to learn more so I um I did this class it was a six-week class I think and really no it wasn't it was four weeks because in four weeks I managed to get an agent which I had been struggling with for a year but then this focused pursuit and just having a month where it's like, this is my number one goal. This is what I'm working for. This is what I'm thinking about. And every single day, making three action steps that I was going to take towards that goal. And by the end of the month, I had an agent. So it really shifted my perspective of what is possible. 
once you zero in on something and you really start to focus on getting that one thing, the, the, the path just kind of opens up to you. You know, uh, God just kind of makes things work out. And so I was really just kind of pursuing that and it, it made me realize how much I had not been focusing on my goals because that's one of the things that he had us do. Every day you were supposed to write out your goal and you're supposed to read it. You were supposed to just keep that forefront and you were supposed to read your 10 year, five year, three year goals every single day. And um, we actually set 10 year, five, three, one years, and then also six months, three months, and one month. And that just helps you kind of see the path that you need to go along. And I did do that, and I must admit that um, it was good to see a big picture, but I got discouraged when I didn't make those goals and it made everything feel like it all had to be readjusted. So that specific thing did not work very well for me. But if you're familiar with Gretchen Rubin's Four Tendencies, I'm a rebel. So goal setting is a little bit different for rebels than it might be for um, the other tendencies. So that's not very surprising. And that's been one of the biggest things too, thinking of Gretchen Rubin's um, tendencies. I have done, um, I've done that. I've done my MBTI, which is the 16 personalities. I've done my Enneagram. I've done my chronotype, my flow. Uh, just kind of learning all of these things about myself. Um, the fascinator, which is an interesting quiz because it helps you see what other people um, what other people value about you. And the interesting thing is that when I did that, it honestly, I was so surprised at the way that came out because it was talking about all of these traits that I have, which are very, you know, excitable and, and just like I talk too much and, and I always have more information and I always want more information. And it was listing these things as if they were positives. And I had always viewed them as negatives. So it was really, really interesting to see that fascinator profile because it made me appreciate the things about myself that before I thought were annoyances to other people. So I think that's one of the biggest things for me for personal growth was literally figuring out who I was and um, learning how to adapt my environment to um, actually to actually respect who I am and that has helped me really appreciate what I bring to the table so I think that that's one thing that anybody can do is start taking those quizzes find out your love language find out your you know like I said your chronotype your even your clutterbug go to clutterbug.me and find out what kind of organizer you are I mean, there's so many interesting ways to figure out who you are and your personality and how it interacts with the world. And so that's my biggest thing. I love listening to quotes. Quotes help me, you know, quotes just are like a piece, a piece of something to make my brain think. 
that um, I like listening to the art, the quote of the day because it exposes me to a lot of different speakers. And then I also listen to some podcasts as well that, um, you know, just different podcasts like this one that have people on there who can um, inspire you and help you see what their path was. And so every time you do that, it's like it opens up a little bitty door and it just helps you see the world a little bit more. And so um, that is my biggest, biggest takeaway is just always be learning, always be listening to other people. And then I also took all that information that I that I got from learning about myself and, and figuring out what my passion was. And then I applied it because I figured out that my passion is actually helping other people figure out who they are and encouraging them along their path. So to that end, I've created a course that helps people figure out who they are and their passion. And I must admit, it doesn't have a name yet. I'm working on that. But, um, but, but I do have a course. Isn't that funny? Um, so that's at dawnchantel.com and that's C-H-A-N-T-E-L is how you spell Chantel. So Dawn is D-A-W-N. And you can also find me on Instagram at dawn.chantel and that's where I hang out the most and that's where, you know, DM me, ask me questions. I would love to talk about how I got to um, figure out what I wanted to do. It's kind of funny when you're in your 40s and you say, I, I don't know what I want to do when I grow up. And that was exactly where I felt um, almost five years ago now. So I want to help other people who find themselves in that situation and just help them navigate that. And so I would love to hear from you. DM me. Um, I'd love to hear your favorite quotes, your favorite motivational um, personal growth resources. And um, I think it's something we all have to do. We just all have to keep improving ourselves every single day, remain curious every day, and my biggest thing, my, my number one thing is to see the possibilities. There are so many possibilities for us to pursue. And the biggest thing is to, like I said, that curiosity and look at the possibilities and just see uh, what's out there and pick something and go for it. And if it's not the right thing, okay, pivot. Possibilities and pivoting. I mean, that's the, that is the thing to keep you moving forward. Um, so that's my story. And uh, I look forward to hearing from you. Thank you so much for having me on. And uh, y'all have a great day. Hope you enjoyed the podcast. If so, rate it from the place you downloaded it. For any questions, send an email to michaelpulser at gmail.com.